Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in, and you are listening to episode eight of College Knowledge, and today we're going to be talking about books. You know, in 2018, I just think one of the things that's so underrated is just reading books, but not just books that like your teacher tells you to go read or that your professor wants you to go read, but books that you genuinely want to read, things that you're interested about and that you go out and you look for and you're able to find interesting content. So today we're going to be talking about the books that I've read and the books that I'm currently reading right now and the books that I plan to read. Also, there's a QA and uh, that I'm going to be finishing the podcast off with today, and that's going to be at the end of people just on Twitter, uh, which is at Breichner. If you want to ask me a question or any of that, just always uh, go to my Twitter, or Instagram, or Facebook, everything at Breichner. So I'm someone that I feel like I've always been a good reader, and um, I have always liked to learn new knowledge and gain new information, but I feel that throughout high school, I didn't really go out of my way to find books that I genuinely wanted to read, to find books that were interesting to me. And then uh, my last semester of high school, I spoke to my friend Jack, Jack Scanlon, and um, you know we just discussed like just reading, just sometimes picking up a book that you like and actually reading. And I think that from that moment, I really decided um, that hey, you know, I want to go back and I really want to start reading more books, uh, books that are interesting, and books that I actually care about. And I think it was a great opportunity because right when I was having that discussion, uh, a few days later, I went to the engineering design development uh, kind of kickoff. Um, ceremony at Burns and McDonald with Summit Tech and um, Dr. Vince Bertram, the director of and creator of PLTW, uh, the Project Lead the Way um, program for high school students. He came out with a book called Dream Differently, Candid Advice for American Students. And this book, New York Times bestseller, it was a book that I really liked because it really put in perspective how important it is not just to get an education, but also to get an education um, that matters and being able to understand uh, what what the market has to offer right now, what jobs are jobs that people want, um, what jobs are jobs that are not hiring, um, because you don't want to go and spend four years in college, and the next thing you know, you can't get hired. So uh, the book Dreaming Differently by Vince Bertram, uh, I think that it was a great book because it really went into depth about about what you need to know. And he put things very straight. He didn't try to sugarcoat anything. He did tell the truth. And um and I feel that that's that's what it's about, especially when you know you don't always need to interpret things. I feel like there's a lot of things that should just be direct. Um uh he also told a lot of different stories about former students that he's met and people that he's talked uh that he's talked to. And one of the main things that I really agreed with was about comfort zone and how you grow when you're out of your comfort zone and you're in those moments of discomfort. And that's, uh, I feel that that's something that really relates back to me, especially me making the decision of moving from Kansas City, a place where I was very comfortable in a place where I had a lot of control to then Atlanta, Georgia. But ultimately that made me better in the long term because when I got here to Atlanta, Georgia, and I realized that I could have the same success that I had in Kansas City, then that gave me all the confidence in the world because now I'm like, Hey, if I had the success in Kansas City and I was able to translate that into success here in Georgia, I can have that success anywhere in the world. And I truly did believe that. I truly do believe that. So, yeah, so that book, Dreaming Differently, that was a book that I read um, 
throughout the first semester, um, especially at the beginning of January, February months of 2018. And then from there, uh, I started uh, getting to understand a lot more about about building a brand and building a bris- uh, business and, um, and social media and marketing in 2018. And someone that I learned a lot from was uh, by watching and listening uh, and reading the content of Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, an entrepreneur, one of probably the best, just crazy inspiring guy. Like he, he really, he puts it straight to the point, no BS with what he says, and he can really influence you to, to change your whole life around, to stop wasting time and to just do it, to take that first step and to just start and to just do it and to really continue. And he gives you a step-by-step guide on how to do it. So uh, once I was seeing his videos on YouTube and once I uh, was listening to his podcast, the, very, uh, the Gary V audio experience, um, I started searching out for his new book that just got released at the end of 2017, which uh, was called Crushing It. So Crushing It is actually a second, uh, it's actually, no, I'm sorry, it's just like fifth book that he wrote, fifth or sixth book that he wrote. Um, but it's a second book in a series that started with his very first book called Crush It. His first book, Crush It, came out in 2009. And many, many multi-million dollar businesses have been built by the book Crush It. So the book that he released in 2017 called Crushing It is actually a book of success stories of people who read the first book, Crush It, and then they actually did start crushing it and they started implementing that guide and um, and that structure that he formatted in his first book, Crush It. Uh, so Crushing It was really just a book of success stories and how throughout uh, throughout these 10 yeah, almost 10 years, nine years now that, uh, that crush it has been out, how much that's actually impacted people's lives. So while I was reading crushing it, I, I read it before I read crush it, uh, cause crush it is the one I'm reading right now. So, be, so while I was reading crush it, I was just thinking in the back of my head, I need to go. And as soon as I finish this book, I need to go back. And I need to read crush it. Um, so, you know, and something I like to tell myself is that hopefully he makes a third book called Crushed It. So, and, uh, and hopefully I can be in that one. So, yeah, so that's Gary Vaynerchuk's Crushing It, how great, op- how great entrepreneurs build their business and influence and how you can too. Um, yeah, I just really just what a great book. Uh, he talks about the work ethic. He talked uh, about the work ethic that you need. He talks about how a lot of people make excuses uh, success stories of every different type of uh, social media that there is, um, at least big ones where you can build companies such as YouTube, Musical.ly, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, how to use those different social medias, what's the best way uh, to use hashtags, all of that, the best way to get exposure, um, some of the best practices for those platforms. Um, so that was really great. And I feel like he, get a, he gave a great a variety of different stories from uh, from people who who didn't even find his first book crush it until they were 40 years old um, to people who found it, you know, in their 20s. And I think that that was really great because it was able to relate to everyone. There's some people uh, who read the book Crush It and are featured in the Crushing It book. And they had nine to five jobs. You know, they went to college. They were architectures, engineers, lawyers, and they gave up that. Um, to pursue what they really 
were passionate about and they were able to build successful brands and businesses off of that. And some of them actually didn't even give up those positions that they had um, or those jobs that they had. But what they actually did was they implemented uh, those teachings um, and they built a brand around what they already did. They built, they built a brand around their nine to five. Um, but obviously that was tough because they would be working nine to five. And then from, uh, from seven o'clock in the afternoon to two in the morning, they would be grinding out um, how they were going to be building that brand on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, or all of them making videos, making podcasts. Um, so that was just really great, especially for me, since now that I'm eight episodes into this podcast and that's only going to continue to grow. So, uh, for me, it was, it was inspiring listening to to these different stories and taking notes and being able to break down what each person did, uh, to get to where they are today. So yeah, so that was the book Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. So now that I finished the book Crushing It, uh, that goes on to the next book, the book that I'm currently reading. I just ordered off Amazon. It's only about $13 and uh, came in the other day, so I just started reading it. Um, But it's called Why Now is the Time to Crush It? Cash in on your passion. So uh, I know that a lot of businesses have been built on the back of this book and from the teachings that this book has had. So I'm hoping to get a lot of knowledge and information and, and take a lot of notes from what he had to say. And, and this book came out in 2009. So uh, it's very interesting to see how, how Gary, uh, how he was able to predict a lot of the things that were going to happen with social media and how businesses were going to be built, how businesses were going to be ran. Uh, so that's the book that I'm currently reading. I'll definitely do a breakdown of this book and how I feel about it later on uh, as soon as I finish it. But yeah, I think it's just very important to find something you're passionate about and start trying to gain as much information as you possibly can about that subject, whether it's through YouTube videos, whether it's to listening to podcasts of people who are doing it um, or reading books. Um, when I was sitting down the other day uh, with one of the directors for the um, from Coca-Cola, Uh, from the Scholarship Foundation, uh, Mark Davis, he was telling me that, you know, Bri, you know, intellectually, that's what's been able to get you uh, this far, and you're good on that end, but you need to start understanding and learning more and reading about uh, about EQ, that emotional intelligence. Um, So I've ordered some more books over emotional intelligence and how to understand people and uh, how people process things and make decisions and uh, interact with with designs in the world and, and all that. So I'm pretty interested in, uh, in, uh, in reading those books once they come in. Some of them, I haven't ordered them yet. Uh, and then some of them, uh, my boss actually from helpfully, he, he, uh, he wanted to order those for me. So that was pretty cool. Now this next book that I'm going to talk about has a very, very special place, uh, in my heart because just of, of everything that goes into it. So a few weeks ago, I went to Kansas City for one day at an event, Excite the Night, with uh, with uh, the engineering firm Burns and Mac, Burns and McDonald uh, in Kansas City. And when I was on the airplane back from Kansas City to Atlanta that uh, following morning, Friday morning, I was sitting next to a family. I was, I'm going to tell the truth, I was actually sleeping, but I was reading the book uh, Crush It. I was kind of when I woke up, I was started reading the book Crush It, and the people that were sitting next to me, they asked me if I was an entrepreneur and what I was doing. So, um, so we were kind of talking, and um, 
And then I started to hear their story and they were telling me that they were motivational speakers and that they were also entrepreneurs and they had a, um, a business as well. But what I didn't understand was that uh, their business has such a great impact on the world with such a great story. Um, they are the Hanson family. They're from Kansas City. And their son, Jeff Hansen, is an artist. Now, Jeff, he's partially blind. And uh, but that didn't that didn't stop him from from creating art and and wanting to help people. And they have a very, very interesting story. Uh, if you go to YouTube and just type in Jeff Hansen or the Internet, uh, Jeff Hansen, uh, Jeff com or Jeff Hansen art, uh, it'll immediately pop up because uh, because Jeff Hansen, he's an incredible artist and he makes these paintings, these these 3D clawed, I believe, um, paintings with with a paste and uh and it's just so incredible because even though he's faced a lot of adversity in life and he he's been um he's diagnosed with being blind at a young age and his vision is very spotty um and there's other things as well that that does not stop him that doesn't stop his character that doesn't stop his motivation and that ultimately does not stop his happiness i met him on the plane uh he was right next to me i was i was actually his parents were sitting to my left and I was sitting um, in the aisle seat on the left side of the plane. And uh, their son, Jeff, was sitting on the right side of the plane on that aisle seat. So I got to meet him and his mom and his dad. Uh, his dad, Hal Hansen, and his mom, Julie. Um, and Jeff. So that was such an amazing experience. because, But I didn't, at the time, when I was sitting next to him, I actually didn't understand the magnitude of what they were actually doing and the impact at first, like, I just thought that they were doing motivational speaking on how their son's able to do art and everything. But once I started digging deeper, uh, once I got back home and everything, I found out that, man, like uh, Jeff, he's he's doing art big time. Uh, he has paintings that sell for uh, hundreds, uh, thousands of dollars. Um, I think he's one painting for him averages like five thousand. Uh, he's back. He's backlogged for like six months because so many people are requesting his work. Uh, Warren Buffett has bought a painting for him, and uh, Elton John has two paintings that uh, from him. So I'm just gonna read you the back of the book that they sent me because they told me to uh, to to contact them and email them through their website. Uh, they told me to contact them and email them through their website, which is uh, jeffhansonart.com. If you want to check that out. Uh, and they were going to send me a book and they wanted to keep in touch, uh, which I thought was amazing. So they sent me uh, their book, uh, which is called Lessons from Claude, an inspiring story of art, philanthropy and entrepreneurship. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the back to you guys. Uh, this is a story of one kid, a story of what one visually impaired kid from Kansas can do. A kid with contagious generosity, setting an example for individuals and corporations to become more flip. Uh, philanthropic dang i don't know why that messed me up so much uh to change our world a kid who responded to a challenge and redefined himself jeff hansen's art is hanging in warren buffett's home an association of fundraising professionals named jeff uh young philanthropist of the year the small business administration uh administration named jeff young entrepreneur of the year jeff hansen is is defined by art 
philanthropy and entrepreneurship, not the kid down the street who lost his vision with the, uh, to a brain tumor. Jeff Hansen will raise $1 million to charity before he's 20. $1 million. And I'm pretty sure that he already reached that goal. So um, that's just that's just so, like, it was so incredible um, of an experience to get to meet them and hear their story. And uh, it was just crazy because I didn't understand, like, entirely who they were when I was talking to them on the plane. Uh, but, Jeff, if you're listening to this, man, um, just keep up what you're doing. That's just super inspiring story. Um, there's definitely no excuses that anybody can make anymore for not doing something, especially after hearing that story. And, that, and that's in my eyes. Like, no one can ever come up to me and say, hey, I can't do this because of this. Nope, that's just not true anymore. That's just not true. So for this next little part here, I'm pretty excited. Um, I wanted to try something different today. Um, and I want to start doing more Q&As because I know that a lot of you who are listening, um, there might be details that I'm missing or things that I'm not explaining enough. And I really want to answer those questions for you. So if you ever have any questions, uh, please feel free to DM me or leave me a comment on Twitter. That's at Breichner or on Instagram. Uh, or if you just go to my website, Breichner.com, I'm right there. You can uh, I have a little contact box. You can contact me and ask me whatever question you want. And I'll always answer um, no matter what. So I think, yeah, let's just get right into it. So my friends back home from Kansas City, uh, we call ourselves FTB, they uh, they asked me a question here on Twitter. And let me just pull that up real quick. All right, so... They asked me, uh, what do you think of The Bachelorette this season? Uh, I watched episode one with you guys back in Kansas City when I was there uh, in May. But honestly, I have not kept up with what's been going on with The Bachelorette. Uh, I heard there's like some drama, though, with, uh, <laughs> with uh, some of the contestants. But that's honestly about it. I haven't really kept up. I haven't had time to to watch the show, so uh, you guys have to get back to me and and let me know how how that turns out. So next question, uh, my friend Josie from Georgia State, which I met last semester, uh, great girl. Um, she asked me, "Where do you see yourself living in ten years?" So, man, let's see. That's a good question. Um, I think seeing myself in 10 years, uh, I hope to be living honestly, like just wherever, wherever I'm the happiest. Uh, I think Atlanta is a great city and I can definitely see myself living in it. Um, or even in Florida, you know, I've always seen myself as somebody who wants to live in Miami or, or Tampa or just kind of, uh, down South in Florida. But I think that in my early years, especially after graduation from college, Kansas city, it's probably where I'll be going back to at least for a few years, um, just connecting more people and and businesses up there. Uh, but ultimately, though, it will be somewhere in the south that I do want to live. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. So the next question is from one of my greatest friends, one of my best friends, uh, Jack Scanlon, uh, part of the squad. And he asks, uh, do you think losing your comfort, as in moving to Georgia, played a role in your ability to find yourself and individualize. Um, let's see. I think that losing my comfort 
what it did more than anything was just push me to get better and push me to uh, become something more than what I was because in order to stand out in such a big city and such an established city like Atlanta, Georgia, you really have to be doing something uh, that not a lot of people are doing. So that was something that being out of my comfort zone allowed me to do. It allowed me to just push and push and push. And I was not distracted. Uh, I didn't really have a lot of friends that I made first semester, just a few. Um, Didn't really hang out with anybody that whole first semester here in Georgia. And even during the summer, I haven't got to have a a lot of time to hang out and stuff. But that's just mostly because I've just been going 100 miles an hour every single day, uh, all day, trying to do the podcast and um, build Brightner Media and what I'm doing with that and working with um, certain clients who who have heard about me and want to work with me and things like that and doing my internship. Uh, so that's, uh, so I think that losing my comfort zone, that's how that played a role in my ability to, uh, to really push and push and push until I find, until I found what was working. Um, and he also says, uh, and individualize, I think individualize, uh, I don't, I don't know if I've individualized, like I still love to be a part of people and still like to work on teams and work with people, uh, cause I'm a very social person. So for me, like I, I want to be, I actually want to be more social. I don't just want to individualize because that's how you're going to grow. You're going to grow by connecting and collaborating with people and meeting new people because they're going to, uh, they're going to open you up to new experiences and new opportunities. So that's, that's how I feel about that. All right. And the next question is from my friend Jesus, who I've known for a very, very long time. Uh, man, back elementary school days from Kansas City. Um, shout out to my friend Jesus. Follow him on Snapchat at SwissJesus12. Um, and his question is, what is one quote you have lived by the longest? Man, ah, I really don't know if I can put it down to one because I think there's two quotes that I really, uh, that I've, from the moment that I started to get really into into becoming something greater or be, or doing something uh, bigger than I ever thought possible is uh, Eric Thomas. He has a great quote. It's, uh, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I think that that's a really, a very true quote because that's how hard you really do have to push. Because if you're able to give up something that other people aren't willing to give up, then you're going to come out on top. You know, a lot of people aren't willing to give up vacations. No, they need that summer vacation. A lot of people aren't willing to give up that concert. They want to go to that concert with their friends. They want to, um, they want to live life. They want to, uh, to just be in the moment and, and that's okay. That That's fine. If that's who you are, that's fine. Uh, but if you're someone who, who wants to do something more, you have to be willing to sacrifice. If you're willing to sacrifice more than anyone else, then you're the one that's ultimately going to come out on top. That's what's going to make you different. You have to ask yourself, what is so-and-so not willing to give up? Like, are they, you know, there's a new movie coming out, but you could be either make, working on your podcast, working on your on a music thing that if, if you're a musician, uh, working on a YouTube video if, if you're a YouTuber, uh, things like that, or do you want to go see the new movie, or do you want to go to that concert, or do you want to go uh, hang out with friends, or do you, so 
you really have to you really have to find those moments that you're not going to be able to do everything and you have to make those decisions what do you want to work on are you going to make yourself better or are you going to live those things that are just for the moment and a lot of people are going to disagree with that and that's fine that's fine um because then there's going to be someone out there who if you have a goal and a dream there's like 30, 40, 50 other people around the world who have that exact same goal and dream. And it's just all about who wants it, who who wants it the most. So yeah, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. That's how bad you have to have it. And the second one that I really like is uh, Les Brown when he says, if you want something bad enough, you'll go out and fight for it. You'll work day and night for it. You'll give up your time, your peace, and your sleep. And that's the truth. You you have to be willing to give up sleep. There's a lot of people that won't give up sleep to do what they want to do. They'll say, no, I, I got to give my full eight hours. They're not willing to, to put in the work until two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and then just to wake up at five and then go um, to an internship and, and everything like that. And they, they, they don't want to do that all week. They don't want to do that all week. And they just, they can't get themselves to do that. They're like, no, my sleep's too important. Well, there's a lot of people that say, hey, I want to get, uh, I want to be more athletic. I want to get fit. But yet they're sleeping until 11, till 12, instead of waking up early and getting a workout in. Or there's a lot of people that say that they don't have time for things. Well, hey, I don't, I don't have time to write a blog. Hey, I don't have time to, um, to make a YouTube videos. I don't have time to, uh, to do a podcast. And I just find that I just, that's complete BS to me because the way I see it is like, well, what time did you wake up? And whatever time there's, they say, I'm going to say you could have woken up an hour earlier and done a podcast. You could have woken up two hours earlier and made a video. You have to be willing to give up those times, those times, those moments, especially sleep. You got to be willing to give up sleep. And with that, guys, uh, I think that that closes out episode eight of the College Knowledge Podcast. So... Again, just to recap some of the books, uh, go read uh, Dream Differently by Dr. Vince Bertram. Go check out Jeff Hansen Art and his book, Lessons from Claude. Uh, Go check out the book, Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk and the book, Crush It by, by Gary Vaynerchuk. Hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and thank you for tuning in. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you really enjoyed it, please like it, subscribe, share it. Um, Please, if you know someone who's in college or who's in high school and needs some advice or tips, tricks, how to be successful, whatever it is, uh, let them know, Um, share it to them, send it, hey, go check it out, things like that. If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Everything is at Breikner. That is B-R-A-Y-C-K-N-E-R. And thank you guys. See you in the next one.